podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Back on Track from Anything But Footy, the interview series featuring Team GB and Para GB athletes aiming for Tokyo 2020 in 2021. Our guest in this episode is para triathlete Claire Cashmore. Claire has been one of the most outspoken critics of the new Witches film, which depicts a character from Roald Dahl's 1983 novel with three fingers, a change from the original text, and says it's a step backwards for those trying to normalise limb difference. I think it was mainly disappointment. I just thought it was a very unnecessary move by Warner Brothers, you know, to go from the Roald Dahl original, which said cat-like claws to make it into a, a very real life disability yeah I, I just didn't really see why they needed to do that um and personally i just think it's kind of there's not enough representation out there for people with a disability and if that's your only representation you're seeing and it's a negative one it, it just seems like the balance is not quite right um you know if there was loads of positive and loads of a mixture of all then it wouldn't seem quite so bad but because there's such a lack of representation when it's only negative it just seems a real a real shame your arm makes me feel sick your arm is scary those are comments that you've put on your own twitter account those are real comments that you've heard in your life though correct yeah 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 many a times and not even necessarily just by kids you know i've i've heard that by adults i've been told before were born like me they would have killed themselves you know some real shocking things and there's always the fear around your arm you know if ever you've got to hold hands with somebody it's is that almost nobody knows where to hold your hand and you're like it's fine it's just a bit of skin and it's just very squidgy and nice <laughs> but just touch it it's fine <laughs> essentially so yeah it, it definitely had quite a few of those comments throughout my life and is it true you sometimes tell people that you lost the lower part of your arm um, because of a shock yeah, but the thing is, you can't tell people this because this is my opening line to my, my story when I do public speaking events. So now everybody's going to know my, my tricks of the trade. I'm going to have to change it. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I, I've, I've always had quite a good sense of humour of my arm, actually. You know, when, when I was a kid, Halloween, I used to love getting my prosthetic and putting loads of like fake blood over it and then just like throwing it across the floor or <laughs> shaking somebody's hand and leaving it with them. Because I just think that is, you've got to have fun with your disability and you've got to make people comfortable with you and for me that was by having a joke and having a bit of a laugh that was my way of kind of trying to make people realize I am okay with it please accept me for who I am kind of thing you're doing your best to normalize it but Warner Brothers and and this movie is is going the complete opposite end of the spectrum if you like yeah and that that's what what I worry about the whole thing because I just think who was in the decision-making process, who kind of agreed that this was okay. And, you know, there just needs to be a bit more education. There needs to be people behind the scenes that are making the decisions that actually understand the impact of these kind of things. You know, if, if they made it really not lifelike at all, then it, it might be a slightly different story. But the fact that this is for children and can children dissociate the two, you know, the, the, the ugly witch and this, this hand lift, limb difference can they can they dissociate the two or every time they see someone in the playground that has that same difference will they be like oh 
you're like the witches, you know, and that that's what concerns me, concerns me about the bullying. Like I, I was called Captain Hook as a kid um, because kids associated me with Captain Hook. You never really saw Captain Hook's arm. He just had the hook on the end, not an actual stump. So yeah, I, I, I think there's just who's making the decisions and why, why was it not kind of seen to earlier rather than getting to this stage and really upsetting like a whole community of people. Have you been impressed with the apologies, both the one that Warner Brothers released and then obviously what Anne Hathaway put on her Instagram account? Warner Brothers, no, not really. I think it was just a very half-hearted kind of, you know, pass the buck and sorry, we're just doing this because we feel we have to. Anne Hathaway's, I felt like was much more genuine. I genuinely think she didn't realise. And and that, you know, we're human. We, we don't all realise these things and we never intend to upset. And I, I don't think... They ever did. I, I don't think that was the intention from from the get go. But she, you know, she did something about it, and she put the um, the Lucky Finn project, which is one of the limb difference community. She put like something up about them, and you know, she's trying to then educate people, and she's trying to gain more exposure for people with the limb difference. And that's all Warner Brothers needs to do was just give a little bit more exposure and you know education around, and actually start really positive conversations and. That, that's the thing that I think has come from all of this is that it has started conversation. And, you know, why did it need for something like this to have to start those conversations? Why couldn't we have had them before? Claire is aiming to compete at the Paralympics as a para triathlete, having been to four previous games as a swimmer, winning gold in Rio in 2016. She says attitudes to disability sport have changed significantly since Athens in 2004. People didn't really know what the Paralympics was. I remember people saying oh you know you're going to the other olympics the you know it would be the normal olympics the proper olympics and then the other one and i'd be like do you mean the paralympics i'd be like oh yeah 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 that one um and just i think people just thought we were you know people with a disability just getting involved in sport whereas actually london just massively put paralympians on a pedestal and it just showed the world what we were capable of and we were finally seen as elite athletes that were actually get you know doing sport and the disability was kind of a side factor and I and that is amazing and particularly the, the superhumans campaign I think that would that was brilliant you know kids suddenly had idols that had disabilities and we we were household names and and that is what you need you need that exposure out there to kind of get people to just normalize disability and you know we just happen to have one arm, but we're at the end of the day, we are elite athletes. And talking of support, UK Sport, their talent transfer programme, what was the thought process behind switching from swimming to, to triathlon and aiming for Tokyo 2020 and 21? Yeah, I think there must have been some crazy thoughts in my head, wasn't there? <laughs> no, I, so I, I've obviously, I competed in, in swimming um, since 2004. So I went to four Paralympic Games as a swimmer. And... I suppose after Rio, I, I'd always wanted to give triathlon a go. It always been on my radar. And obviously Rio was the first time that it existed in the Paralympics. Um, it made its debut there. So I was like, right, well, what better time to switch over? Um, and I probably would have maybe taken a little bit more time over it, but various things happened and it meant that my, my switch over happened much quicker, but it was the best thing, giving me that, that extra year essentially to to get into triathlon and now another bonus year um but to get used to the the three elements of it was 
was just what I needed. So yeah, it's, it's been a very challenging, massive step outside my comfort zone, but the best change that, you know, I could have possibly done. How have you been able to cope with the, the global pandemic and having to, to train with a paddling pool on your patio? Yeah, that, the, the paddling pool was was not that great. <laughs> it was flipping freezing and ended up going green in the end. So I felt that I started to see some life in my paddling pool. There was, you know, little fishes. <laughs> no, they weren't fish, but they were little like squiggly worms. <laughs> so yeah, we quite quickly got rid of that. But no, I think it was it was all about thinking outside the box and trying to do things a little bit differently, going back to basics with a lot of things. Um, and I suppose I'm lucky that I'm doing triathlon rather than just pure swimmer. Cause I think if I was a pure swimmer, gosh, I would have been hitting my head against a brick wall. Cause it was just so tough not being able to have an actual pool to swim in. Whereas for us, it, it gave me a real opportunity to work on the run and the bike element, which obviously I've not got as much experience in those two. So I suppose you've just got to look at every silver lining and think that hopefully that will mean I'll be st- stronger and better at those two elements than I was before. And just looking ahead to to Tokyo, and we talked, didn't we, about the way the Paralympics has evolved in, in recent years. How do you think Tokyo is, is going to be set up to stage the Paralympic Games? I think it will be massive, Tokyo. Going over there, we went over there last year for the test event. So that was brilliant. And also a few years back, I had quite a few discussions with, uh, there was a TV company from Japan that came over and they were really interested how they can do it better, what they can do. And I think that's the real beauty of the Japanese is that they just want to do everything right. Obviously in the past, they haven't had that much exposure to Paralympic athletes or people with a disability and I think they're really trying to work on that which which is really positive for the disability community as well as disability sport. Claire Cashmore the multi Paralympic Games medalist this is the series where we speak to Team GB and Para GB athletes preparing for Tokyo 2020 in 2021. You've been listening to Back on Track from Anything But Footing. Podcast Network.